So in today's gospel, Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. And we may be tempted to say, Lord, you have not seen my calendar. <laughs> my job is insane. I'm always rushing just to keep up. I have kids. I'm trying to create like a happy, healthy life for them, set them up for success. I'm trying to make all A's and meet my soulmate. I have 1,000 doctor's appointments, all of which are terrifying, and everyone seems to end up with like a hip replacement or a cataract surgery. <laughs> Being troubled is part of the deal. <clears throat> the English theologian Herbert McCabe wondered if maybe some of this busyness, some of this trouble comes less out of our actual duties or obligations and more out of fear. This fear that we don't actually matter very much, that human life is not but a flower that flourisheth for a day and the wind passes over it and its place knows it no more, that life is so short, so transitory, and that we have to kind of establish something that seems important or permanent or worthwhile to convince ourselves that we actually matter. But Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places, and I go to prepare a place for you. It may sound here like Christ is saying, <clears throat> don't worry about death. It's not so bad. You'll go to heaven. But he's actually saying something infinitely more important than this. <clears throat> In Greek, he says, In my father's oikos, there are many dwelling places. Not the country of my father, not the land of my father, not even the kingdom of my father, but the actual home of my father. In the family circle around the fireplace of my father, I am going to prepare a place for you. You are going to share in the being, in the dwelling, in the life of God the Father, the source of all joy and beautiness, beauty and holiness, he who created all things. There you will be with him in his very home. From today forward, you will not merely be a creature of God, but a beloved child of God sharing the status of God the Son in the Father's house. Do you matter? Do not let your hearts be troubled. You personally are of infinite importance to the ruler of all things. So from this perspective, from the perspective of residence in God's house, of sharing in the very life of God itself, all the stuff that you accomplish in this life and all the stuff that you fail to accomplish in this life are but dross. Where you went to college, how much money you have, the person who didn't love you back when you loved them, etc., etc., etc. All of this is so insignificant, or at least will be, from that perspective of life in the Father's house, eternal life in the presence of God. But we are not just called to take this on faith and say like, well, you know, I'm stressed out now, but it's not so bad because at some point I'll die and it'll be better. We are actually called, Jesus says, believe in God, believe also in me, trust in me now, faith in me now, hope in me now, live in my Father's house here and now. Take this perspective of eternity 
and make this your perspective right now. So what does that look like? What would it be like to see yourself and every single person around you, not in terms of whether they are annoying and antagonistic or friendly and pleasant, rich or poor, smart or dumb, whatever, but to see every single human being as this infinitely valuable child of the Father, someone infinitely valued by God himself. What would your life look like if you actually lived that way? I can't tell you because I'm terrible at this. I'm working on it, but I am very far from that point. And Thomas says, Lord, easier said than done. We don't know where you are going and we don't even know the way. And Jesus says, Thomas, it's me. I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the goal and I am the way to get there. So what does this heavenly goal ultimately look like? It looks like Jesus. Jesus, whom Kierkegaard said, was this, this person who there was never anyone standing around him that loved him or herself as much as Jesus loved that person. <clears throat> Jesus, who was this font of goodness, forgiveness, compassion, peace to every single person he encountered. This is what that life looks like. And we might say, fair enough, but I still have no idea how to get there. Is there like some meditation practice? Is there like a YouTube video? Like, how do I actually achieve this? <clears throat> and again, he says, and I am the way. Jesus is not only the goal, he is the way there. Through transformation in Christ, through opening our hearts to him, through receiving his sacraments, through hearing his word, through our daily life of prayer, he is actually changing us, actually opening our hearts to be more and more the face of Christ to others. And this sort of sounds like leaving my old self behind and kind of becoming this like admirable, but maybe boring kind of perfect Christian. <clears throat> but in fact, this is what true humanity looks like. So there are these ancient Byzantine icons of the creation of humankind. And you have Adam being formed out of the clay. And who do you think is forming Adam in this picture? It's Jesus. Who the Nicene Creed says is the one through whom all things are made. And what do you think Adam's face looks like? It's Jesus. The image and likeness of God. Our true self, our true humanity, actual human nature, who we are called to be, this is Christ. And the way to get there is Christ. <clears throat> so, assuming you can actually get to that point, assuming you are radiating Christ to others, assuming you are living this Christ-like life, what does that look like? Well, it may look like doing a lot of stuff at work, trying really hard to raise your kids, trying really hard to meet Mr. or Mrs. Wright, getting all A's, going to those doctor's appointment, etc., 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 but not motivated by fear. Not motivated by the fear of death, by the fear of what other people are going to think of you, by keeping up with the Joneses, not being motivated by stress and anxiety and worry, but being motivated by love. 
It looks like being overwhelmed with the goodness and the love and the grace of God. And this is what leads to looking less like Bertie or Stephanie or Ted or whoever and looking more and more like Christ. The one who is the way and the truth and the life. To him be glory and honor under the ages of ages. Amen.